Good afternoon. I am Pastor Antonio Eubanks of Heath Ministries, where we believe in using the Word of God to heal, empower, and teach so that you may be properly equipped to help establish the kingdom of God and its principles in your families, communities, and world. If you're in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to attend our Sunday service for a life-impacting experience. Please visit our website at heatministries.org for more information. We would love to hear from you. But for now, we pray that you enjoy this message. God bless. So First uh, Peter chapter 5, verse 6, turn, turn to that with me, and, and I'm going to read, uh, starting at verse 6, and I'm going through 11. Y'all didn't catch that either. Five verses. <laughs> Don't you just like God? You just, you know, chapter 5, we're going to read five verses and get five keys. Amen. Amen. Triple grace in the house. Amen. Verse number six says, humble yourselves. Start off with something right there. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. You ain't in this by yourself. Amen. Amen. Verse 10, and after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. 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 So we have those five verses here and the five the five keys and like I said I talked to God because I saw the parable and you know and I said well God I you know I want to see how to do it my way and you know and I, I, I saw this probably probably about a week or two ago but you know like God like to do me or whatever he, he, he waited till last night to show me or actually this morning early, you know, one, two o'clock this morning, and I'm like, okay, God, this is how we're gonna play today, okay. So, when I saw this, it just jumped out at me, and I'm so, we just gonna, I'm gonna walk you through kind of what I saw, amen, and we'll hopefully arrive at the same place when it's all said and done. But using this pencil, right, you see it's just a regular pencil in my hand, amen, just, this, just, just a regular pencil. But if I lay this pencil down right here, the pencil has no use. It has no purpose just sitting there. It's not fulfilling what it was called to do. It's not doing what it was sent to do. How many know that the purpose of a pencil, we can agree, is what? To write, to, to leave a mark, amen? Well, the whole thing is if the pencil is just sitting there, how can it leave a mark? How can it do what it was called to do? What must, what must happen to this pencil in order for it to fulfill its purpose. What is the first thing? There you go. See, y'all rushing with the sharpness. Stay out of my message. Amen. The first thing you gotta do is gotta be put in what? Somebody's hand. That's the first key. Place yourself in God's hand. Because we're gonna be the pencil today. You gotta place yourself in God's hand. That's why you see it right there in the verse that says what? Therefore, humble yourselves. See, that's the first thing you gotta do is humble yourself. A lot of us can't really fully get in God's hands because we won't humble ourselves enough to be placed in his hand. Why? Because we wanna control everything. We wanna control how we write, how we, how we fulfill our purpose, how we do our will. We wanna do it. It's all about I, 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 I. But that's why the scripture says, humble yourselves. First step, humble yourselves. What does that mean? That, that means admit that you ain't got it all figured out. 
that means admit that you ain't got it all going on. That means that admit, even though you got saved and you holy and you can speak in tongues or hundred court and chandelier and all that, and you know all the church lingo and all that, and you still humble enough to know that you have not fully arrived. Because how many know that when you get saved, uh, you, you still bring in some of that stuff? that you used to like to do. It don't just all fall off. Some of it does, don't get me wrong. Some of it falls off, but every once in a while, some of that other stuff that you used to do still, what, slips in. Uh -huh. That's what keeps us out of, fully out of God's hands. So a lot of us end up, you know, living life with, in God's hands like this. How many know that that's not a proper way to hold a pencil? How I many know that you're not going to get anything accomplished with this pencil holding it like that? Well, God is saying, humble yourselves and allow me to hold you properly. Allow me to, to get a good grip on you. Allow me to, to really, you know, get, get you in my hands so that I can prepare to write with you. As long as you like this, as long as I, I can only put two fingers on you every once in a while, if only I can touch you on Sunday, but I can't have you any other time of the week, then, then how am I really able to use you in the way that I was sent, in the way that you were sent to be used. Amen? Amen. See, it's very important who is holding you. <coughs> Somebody or something is holding you right now. Whether you realize it or not. And the, the, the thing is, uh, a pencil or even you in the right hands can create beautiful things. But in the wrong hands, it can create destruction. In the wrong hands, this pencil can even become a weapon. In the wrong hands, this pencil can write things that can harm and hurt people. Amen? So that's how we have to look at our lives. That who is handling us? What, 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 is, what are we allowing besides God to handle us? What, what in our life has control over what we're writing with our life? What in our life is really holding us? What, what voice do we allow to, to, to guide us and to, to lead us and to, to push us in the, in the direction that we're going? Amen? Turn, turn to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Are y'all following the, the parable thus far? Thus far. Thus far. Amen. So you're keeping up with me. John chapter 10, verse 27. John chapter 10, verse 27. John chapter 10, looking at verse 7, and Christ is saying here, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them. So that's key right there. We, we hear his voice, but then there's a second part in, I know him. I, I, I know them. I, I know, see, the, 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 we might hear God, but does he know us? Does he, does he have a full grip on us? Does, does he have us in, in his hand? He says, and they follow me. That's how you know God got a full grip on you because you follow him. Amen? And then in verse 28, he says, I give them eternal life and they will never perish. And no one, catch that, no one will snatch them out of my hand. Now, how many know if, if God only has a two-finger grip on you, it's easy to be snatched out of his hand? It would be easy for somebody to come and, and snatch this pencil out of my hand. Even little baby Tika pulled this pencil out of my hand because he, I only have a two-finger grip on it. But if I grip this pencil and get it in the position of writing, it, it becomes harder for anybody to snatch it out of my hand. That's what Christ is saying here. He's saying if, if, if you allow me to get a full grip on you, if you allow me to really get into your life the way I want to, if you allow me to truly do that, let go, let God, you know how we like to say that in cliche, but if we really live that way, then it becomes impossible for somebody to snatch you out of God's hand. How many know that that's the best place to be is, is in God's hands? Amen? Amen? He says it's impossible. See, we'll be able to do great things, but only if we allow God to put us in his hands. See, whatever controls you, whatever is holding you, is writing your story. That's why it says in the scripture what? That God is what? The author and finisher of our faith. 
But see, a lot of us know that he's the author, but we're not letting him finish the work. Amen? Because we jump in and out of his hands. Because there are times that we want to write it ourselves. Because, you know, God can, can you know, let's just keep it 100. God can God can take a little time sometimes. He, 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 he operates a little slower than we want to sometimes. Amen? Or, or is that just me? You know, we want God to, you know, we hear God and God says, well, you're going to have this business or you're going to go on this trip or you're going to you're going to miss these people. And we want it to we get that word and we want to run. We want it to happen right now. We heard the word five minutes ago and we want the word to happen right now. Yes. But God may put you on a five year plan. And so now we become frustrated and upset. So now we, we kind of start wiggling ourselves out of God's hands. You know, he had a grip on us when we heard the word. We was like, yeah, God, use me, God. I'm ready to be used. Write my life however you want to. But when it takes a little longer than we expect, we start, we, we start wiggling out the grip. And, and pretty soon we find ourselves just in a two-finger grip. Amen. Don't, 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 don't be in a two-finger grip with God. Amen? Let, let God fully hold you. But see now, because once God fully gets you in his hands, I heard somebody say earlier, the next thing that has to happen to make a pencil useful is what? It's got to be what? Sharpened. That's the second key. Is you have to be sharpened. You have to be sharpened. That's why he says, be, it says, be sober in the spirit, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. See, a lot of times, people and situations and, and things in life and all the issues in our life, we thinking it's coming and meant for destruction, but a lot of times it's really just there to what? Sharpen us. Amen. So I bought, I bought AJ's little electric pencil sharpener right here. Because and when when God showed me this, I was like, man, that that's kind of that's kind of neat. Because a lot of times, what happens, we try to be used by God, but we're not sharpened. How I many know that this pencil would never produce what it was sent to produce if it doesn't get sharpened? But we don't want to be sharpened. Why? Because sharpening means some things got to be cut off. Sharpening means some things got to be lost. Sharpening means that, 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 that it's going to hurt just a little bit. We, 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 we creatures of comfort. We love comfort and convenience. But comfort and convenience is an enemy to greatness. Amen. Nobody who's ever been great has always remained comfortable. You got to be willing to, to give up a little bit. You got to be willing to sacrifice a little bit. You got to be willing to give up. That means that, guess what? You might lose some friends along the way. You might lose even some family members along the way. You might even lose some jobs along the way. But all that is just sharpening us to make us better. All of that is just sharpening us to get us right. Amen. But see what happens is we don't want to be sharpened. We don't want to. We don't want God to to sharpen us. But but it says to to be what to be mindful. It says be sober, be mindful of what's going on because the enemy is like a roaring lion. Well, think about this when I put this pencil sharpener. This pencil, this pencil sharpener. That's a that's a roaring lion. See what well, that roaring that you hear a lot of times is what just you being sharpened. Yeah, the enemy came, and he came to, he meant destruction, amen. He meant to, to, to kill, steal, and destroy. But Christ said what? I came to give life, and life what? More abundantly. But see, what a lot of times we do is, is when, we, when we feel that sharpening, and we hear that roaring lion, we jump out. But how many know that I still can't use this pencil? Amen? Because it hadn't stayed in long enough. See, a lot of times when trouble comes and, and issues come and, and trials come and situations come and circumstances come and, and frustrations come, we, 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 we jump out. It's going around frustration and, and problems and, and your, your, your job tripping and, and, and your family tripping and your kids tripping and, and your body tripping and your, your mind tripping and that roaring. You're like, I don't want to hear it no more. But God said, you still... You, you still ain't ready, son. You, 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 I need you to go back in. Go back in. I know it's hurting you. I know it's. I know it's. I know it's bad. God, let me out. But then he pull us out. And he say, 
No, you, you, you still ain't ready yet. I, I know that. I know it's frustrating. I know. I know it. I know it's painful. But you still ain't ready yet. Yeah, I know you hear that roaring lion. He says, but what? I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because see, I'm the one that's allowing you to go in. Don't you see my hand is on you? You see, you ain't, I ain't, you ain't stuck in there by yourself. My hand is on you. I can pull you out anytime I want to. But see, since the enemy here roaring like a lion, why don't we just use him to sharpen you up, to put a point on you? Because how many know a pencil without a point is pointless? You without a point is pointless. You without God sharpening you is pointless. Amen? Amen? So then he finally pulls you out and you sharp as a point and you like, God say you're ready now. Everything that you've been through, everything that happened to you, all the broke, busted, disgusted, circumstance, situation, all it was was what? To point, to get you to a sharp point where that God could use it. See, he couldn't use you with all that stuff that you had on you. It, it, pressure either bust pipes or make diamonds. That pressure ain't there to bust you. It's to turn you into a diamond. It's not there to, to, to kill you. It's to sharpen you so that you can be ready to be used. Amen? Amen. We got to count it all joy. That's what the scripture talks about. Count it all joy. That's what Romans 28, 8, 28 means. That all things, all things. Yeah, I know it's bad. I know it's hurt. But guess what? God is whispering in your ear. We can use this. Don't worry. He think he's doing something to you. He think he got you messed up. Stay in there. Don't leave. Don't leave. We're going to use him. We're going to turn what the enemy meant for bad. We're going to turn it into what? Good. Amen. So don't run from the fire. Don't run from the heat. Because God might be doing something with that thing in your life. Now, I ain't saying you just go willy-nilly jumping in it all by yourself. I ain't saying create mess. But what I'm saying, since you might find yourself in it anyway, then you just need to say, sharpen me with it. Make me ready to be used by God with it. Make this thing better. Make, make it make me better. That's why the word of God says what? That we are more than conquerors. What does that mean? It means that you come out better than you went in. Amen. You, you went into the fire, but you came out fireproof. Amen? Amen. Turn to James chapter 1. Because this ain't just me talking. We're going to look at it in the word. Amen? Because you know I don't like to just talk about it. We, we have to see the word. Because how many know you can't stand on Pastor Antonio word? Amen? Amen. You stand on the word of God. First James chapter 1. I mean not first James. James chapter 1. James chapter 1 and verse 2, it says what? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. And your trial might be different than mine, but guess what? We all in this thing together. There is no, there is no really division. We all, you know, we all in the same boat. If the boat's sinking, we all drown. Amen? He says when you meet various trials, he says, for you know that the testing of your faith See, that's what it's all about. It's testing your faith. Do you have a faith that even while you being grinding, do you have a faith to think that God is still able to deliver you? Do you think that God is still able to pull you out? Do you, do you have a faith that no matter what it look like around you, no matter what your circumstances look like, do you have a faith in God to know that your circumstances is not your destiny? Amen? He says that that testing of the faith does what? Produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. See, you went in without a purpose. But when you came out, now you have purpose. You have a point to your life. <laughs> You ain't just aimlessly walking around. You, you, you've allowed what was happened to your life. You've allowed the stuff that you've been through. You've allowed the stuff that you've gone through. They talked about you. They did you wrong. They messed over you. They, 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 they tried to, you know, to, to, to get you fired. They, 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 they tried to make, make that friend not like you. What, whatever you're going through, the various trials, I don't know what they are. I don't, I don't even have to know what they are. But what I do know is the word of God said, let, let it perfect you. Let it complete you. So when you come out, you're not lacking what? Anything. Amen. Amen. So we have to realize that, that God is God is just 
just what using people, using the situations to 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 make us sharp, to make us sharp. So we gotta sometimes just you know when that person is grinding on you and they irritating you and they making you mad, you just gotta say in your mind or you can even say it out loud. Thank you for sharpening me. Thank you for giving me a point. Thank you for helping me to line up a little bit. Thank you for helping me fulfill my prayer. I don't know how this gonna work out, but but the way you grinding me right now, it's got to be a point to this thing. It's got, I'm not gonna come out of this empty-handed. I'm not gonna go through this thing empty-handed. Ain't no way in the world I'm gonna walk through hell like this and come out empty-handed. I'm coming out with something. I'm coming out with a point. I'm coming out better. I'm coming out with a purpose. I'm coming out improved. I'm coming out in God's hand. I'm gonna get something out of this. Don't just go through what you're going through and then come out without anything. Come out with a testimony. Come out with grace. Come out with power. Come out with glory. Come out with something. Amen? It's not in vain. Because see, then what happens is we come out with a point and we get the writing and, and you know, we, we writing and we trying to put our mark down and we, we do this and we do that. But then the next thing that happens is, is what? The point can break, and you got to sharpen that again, but we make mistakes. Everybody does. What does the Word of God say? We have all, what? Fallen short. And so that's what it says in that, in, that, in that verse back in 1 Peter. It says, but resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same experiences of suffering are accomplished by your brethren who are in the world. Everybody makes mistakes. It's not just you. See, what the enemy tries to get you to believe is that the mistake you made is the only time anybody in the face of this earth since the beginning of time ever made it. And, no, and only you did. Because he wants you to walk in that condemnation of the mistake. He wants, you to, he wants you to be condemned by the mistake. He wants you to believe that the mistake can't be corrected. He wants you to believe that that mark you made in your life when you was back in, in your teens and you was doing stuff that you really wasn't supposed to be doing, he wants you to believe that that somehow it, it can never be undone. Now, there are some things that come out of what we do that, that just take their natural courses, amen? You know, you know, babies do come, amen? But, but, but we have to look at it that, that even in the grand scheme of things, God ordained will supersedes everything. You, don't, you think God was surprised by what you did? Do you think God was surprised? You think God was, I'm, I'm going to say it like this. Do you think, we can look at that as in Genesis. You, God wasn't surprised at what happened to Adam and, and Eve. No. You know why I know he wasn't surprised? Because he had a son named Jesus. Jesus! Talk about it. He had a second Adam on deck. He'd be like, just in case. I don't want them to mess up. I'm not intending for them to mess up because they in my hand right now. But every once in a while, you know, they slip out. I, 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 I'm not purposed for them to mess up. But just in case they do. I have the eraser named Jesus Christ. And through his grace and through his mercy, he will come in and he will erase the mistakes of what happened. You see, what we got to realize is that, 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 that Christ is the eraser, but Christ is also the word. That's why Timothy, in, in 2 Timothy, it says all scripture. Scripture is the word of God. The word of God is Christ. It says all scripture is breathed out by God. And what? Profitable for teaching, for reproof, and for what? Correction. See, a lot of times we keep making the same mistakes. Why? Because we won't go to the word to be corrected. We don't. That we like. No, I don't want that word. No, that's that. I, you know, I don't. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You know, that's that, that's like when 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 I used to be a sipping Christian back in the day. Amen. Yeah, you can be a sipping Christian. Amen. And you see the you see the word where it says that 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 we we're, we're not to get drunk off wine and and that we're. That, that kings, and we're not supposed to, to be a neighbor because it helps, it messes up your decision making. And you know, and they don't call it wine and spirits for nothing. You're opening up spirit worlds when you do that, those kind of things. Then it talks, you know, it's, it's witchcraft, pharmacia. I'm not even trying to get into all that. But what I'm saying is, you'll see all that, but you won't allow it to correct you. Thank you, Lord. 
See, I didn't allow her to correct me because I would, I would find other stuff to validate what I was doing. And even in the scripture, amen? Because you can take scripture out of context and find a valid way to make what you're trying to do right. You know, just like some men who, who want to have multiple wives or multiple, you know, they got a wife and some girlfriend. they like, well, you know, Abraham and all them had it. You know, so they, they find scripture to justify what they're doing. Because why? They don't want to be corrected. But see, grace is the correction, but grace is not a license to just keep messing up and making marks every way you want to make them. Amen? Because how many know that grace does run out? Grace does end. Grace doesn't last forever. So you can't keep making the same mistake over and over. Solomon said in Proverbs what? He said that don't be like a dog that returns to his vomit. Meaning what? You already threw up that mess. You already removed yourself from that. Quit going back to it. Quit going back to it. There's a, there's a little story that, that I heard years ago. It says a man was walking down the street, <clears throat> fell in the hole. Right? Man walked down the street the next day. He fell in the hole again. This time the man walked down the street and went around the hole. He didn't fall in. The next day, the man go down a different street. You, you understand what I'm saying? See, a lot of times we, you know, that first time we fall in, I didn't know. You know, I, I didn't see the old. Second time, you kind of was a part of that. Amen? Yeah. Now, the third time, you you learn that, okay, I need to go around these things, but finally, somewhere the word of God has to correct our minds and say, you know what? I'm just going to avoid that altogether. I, I don't even want to go down that road because there is one hole already there, but it might be more holes after that. So why don't I just avoid that road altogether? Just like some of our friends and, and some of the things that we used to associate with. It's like, I, I, you know, I, my, my mindset is different now. I, I, I'm going to have to avoid that all together. But see, the enemy tries to keep you tied up in your past. Turn, turn to Philippians. Philippians uh, chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. I know I got to turn a lot of scripture, but that, you know, that's what helps us. Amen? It's not my word. It's the word of God. And like I said, I'm giving it to you how he gave it to me. For, for, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, brothers. brothers. So that's all of us. We all in this together. Mm -hmm. I do not consider it that I made it on my own. Mm -hmm. See, that's that humble part. That's right. I, I, I didn't make it on my own. I put myself in the God, hand, hand to God. He said, but one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind me and straining forward to what lies ahead. See, I forgot about all the mistakes I made. Not that I'm denying them. I know I used to be like that. I know I used to smoke and drink and cuss and fuck. I, I'm not denying all that, but I'm not going to keep looking at that. I'm not going to walk in condemnation to that. Because why? I found the eraser. I found the one that can help me to correct that thing. And that's why in verse 14 it says, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. See, it shows your Christian maturity when you think that way. When you realize, yeah, I made the mistake. See, we're not saying to be a liar, to act like you ain't never used to be that way. Oh, I've always been holy. I came out the womb walking on water like this. I never did any of that. What, what are you saying? That's no, no. Oh, my ears, my ears. Like, you ain't never heard a cuss word. Like, you ain't never said them yourself. When people like, you know, I, I be around people, they know I'm a pastor, and they might let a cuss word slip by. Oh, excuse me, I'm like, you know, if that's, if that's where you are, it ain't offending me, because I used to slang them like a, you know, I, I, I got something you probably ain't never heard of, amen? I, I, don't, I don't deny what are the mistakes? But guess what? I don't think that way anymore. Why? Because like Paul said, I renew my mind daily. Yeah. It's just some things that you can't continue to do. You press on toward the goal. He said, let those of us who are mature think this way. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Also. Just in case you want to think about what you used to do, God will say, no. Let me let me reveal something else to you. He said, only let us hold true to what we have attained. Quit looking backwards. Quit looking backwards. 
There's a song, there's a song by one of my one of my groups back in the day I used to like and they say, you know, spaceships don't come with rear view mirrors. They only go, you know, the, they it's like forwards. We we spaceships, we 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 meant to go to, to lands unseen, you know, to go to go to where no man has gone before, like Star Trek. Go where no man has gone before. Well you can't do that looking backwards. Try it. When, try it when you leave today. Try leaving out that door looking back this way. And you let me know what happened. Mm. But now I'm already putting a disclaimer out there. We, you know, we're not covering any insurance claims and, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Amen. Hey. And this is an experiment that you take under your own own warning and suggestion and this, that, fourth and all the mother, you know, all that stuff. But but if you walk out the door that way, guess what's going to happen? You're going to bump into something. You're going to bump into something. Quit looking at what you did in the past because you're going to bump into something. God said you, you, you can't even get to the future because you keep looking in the past. Because God says, I've already erased all that. I've already erased all that. Why? Because he grinded us down to show truly at the end of the day, the fourth point, if my thing worked right, is that... It's all about what's on the inside. See, when you allow God to have your life and you got in his hands and you went through the sharpening and yeah, you, you started writing, because you know when we get saved, boy, we just run like, like some wild rabbits. It's like, you know, you want everybody saved and you know, you just, you like a, you like a, a, a sugar Coca-Cola bottle. You know, people open you up and you just spew all over them. You know, do you love Jesus? I want you, you know, oh my God, you know, you just, you just and it's nothing wrong with that fire, but, but, but we make mistakes in it, amen? But God says, it's okay, because I can erase the things that you do, and because I'm, I'm really trying to get you to the point of maturity to realize that it's all about what's on the inside of you. Because if Peter says, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, the eraser, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect confirm, strengthen, and establish you. See, one thing about the world, the world looks at that and says, well, if you're perfect, then you gotta be shiny and brand new. But how many know a shiny and brand new pencil can't write nothing? We had to sharpen it to get it to a point, amen? The world expects you to be, you know, they, they look on the outside. But how many know that I can sit here and grind this pencil all the way down to the eraser. I can sit here to the point where the, the, it's it just grinding right down to the eraser. And I know some people used to, and when I was in high school, I used to see the, the one particular girl, man, she just sit there and like chew on pencil all day. And it just like, I mean, it looked it look, it look horrible. I mean, mm -hmm. it's like all that stuff in your mouth and it's yeah. chewed up. I mean, it's just, just chewing and not grind, grinding on it. But how many know that she can still write with it? What you saying, Pastor? I don't care how much you've been sharpened, you can be sharpened all the way down to the almost your eraser. I don't care how much you've been chewed on, grinded on, gnarled on, beat up, broke, busted, and disgusted. If you got a point inside of you, you can still write. Because that's why the scripture says, greater is what is inside of you than what's in the world. Because God says, when you accepted me, when, when, you came, when I came into your life, it, it, wasn't a, it wasn't something that came on you. It ain't about what's on you. It's what came in you. It's what came in you. See, see uh, the, I remember one time I was, had a pencil and I pulled it out the box. And I don't know if some of y'all might have seen this before, but I pulled it out the box and there wasn't no lead in it. It was an empty pencil. I mean, the, it was the whole pencil, had to erase everything, but you look in there and it was a hole. Well, how many of us are trying to walk around like empty pencils? That's why the word of God, the scripture says that you have all the form of godliness, but have no power. You look like a pencil. You got an eraser, you yellow, you got a number two stamped on you, that's Christian. You know, I got my cross and my t-shirts and, and my car tags. You, you look like all that. You, you know, you got the little pink eraser, all that. But when I get ready to use you, you don't have a point. And matter of fact, not only do you not have a point, you don't even have nothing inside of you. So you have no power. You can't be used. 
Amen. See, that's why God is really saying, look at what's inside of you. Look at look at what I really have put in you when you receive me. And then that, he tried to make it clear in 2 Timothy 1 and 7, well, chapter 1, verse 7. And it, you know, it becomes a cliche scripture because we say it all the time. But he says what? I didn't give you a spirit of fear. Amen. But what? A spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. That's what he put inside of you. He put power in you. He put love in you. He put a sound mind in you. That's why, that's why the scripture can say that God is not an author of confusion. Why? Because he didn't, he didn't put that in us. If, if, if what you're trying to do is causing a lot of confusion in your life, you ain't hear from God. Amen? You heard something, but it wasn't God. And if you did, you didn't hear all the instructions. You got up too soon. Amen? Because he's not going to bring a bunch of confusion. I know a lot of times people say, well, you know, anything worth having, you got to just keep pressing. But why are you going to press through confusion and chaos? God ain't in that. Amen? Because he put in us what? Power, love, and a sound mind. But that love, it says what? Faith, hope, and love. And of these what? Love is the greatest. Why? Because God is love. That's what we're called to do, people of God. We're called to love. See, if people who truly profess what they were as Christians and truly were number two pencils and they truly were filled with the love of God, we wouldn't see all this stuff we've seen in this world. No, we wouldn't see it. We wouldn't see it. But see, it's easy to call yourself a pencil and not have any point. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. It's easy to call yourself a pencil and not have no lead in you. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that, that, that's, that's what it looks like. So now you get thrown in the box with the rest of the pencils. And so when somebody see you look as a pencil, they're like, oh, you like the rest of them pointless pencils. <laughs> Y'all do know I'm making an analogy between that and the Christians, amen, okay? You make sure we keeping up, amen? And they look at us as a bunch of pointless Christians, amen? Because we don't truly operate with what's in us. We don't operate with a sound mind. I get so tired of the uh, schizophrenic Christian. They, they say, well, God told me this, but then next week he tell you that. Baby, them contradict each other. My God ain't schizophrenic. He don't just be jumping in and out. He said he's the same yesterday, today, and what? Forevermore. I don't know that schizophrenic God you're talking about. Because right. okay. if he gave me a sound mind, I can only imagine how sound his mind is. Thank you. Amen. Amen. We don't operate what's inside of us. The love, the love of God. Like, 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 like Heather said, I mean, it, it's easy to love the folks who, who love you. That's right. But how do you love the ones that don't? Mm -hmm. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying subject yourself to abuse and, and all that kind of stuff, but, but, but what we have to do is realize that, that even when they're operating in that mess, that, that it's, 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 they're being used by the enemy. So it, we, we hate what they do and the things that are manifesting, but we have to love the person. Sometimes you gotta love the hell out of people. Yeah, real. Yep. Literally. Because yep. yep. <laughs> it's all in them, but you gotta put that love on them. So, you know, but use discernment. Amen. I'm not, again, I'm not sending you out to, to, to an abusive situation, but, but use discernment and hear from God about it. But, but people need love. That's, that's really what it's all about. People are missing that. That's why they gravitate to things trying to. Find and fill that void. And God says, ain't nothing going to fill your empty pencil but my love. Everything you search for. I search for drugs. I search through women. I search at jobs. I search through, through stealing money. Through all kind of stuff trying to fill a void. Amen? And it wasn't until I truly understood who I was in God and what he had really put in me that I realized I had it all alone. It was, I'm searching for something that's at home. I'm out in the streets looking for what I already got inside of me, which is his power. And that's why I, let, I say that one last because that's so, that's so important. Because in the, if you look in the Greek, it translates into dunamis. So he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but he gave us a spirit of power, of dunamis. Dunamis means God power. But even more important than that, when I looked it up, it says it's the inherent power by virtue of its nature. Mm. Meaning that when God came into your life, he put his power in you and inherently by virtue of his nature. You can't get away from it whether you realize it or not. You just don't operate in it. But it don't mean it ain't there. 
think about it. It's there, you might not just operate in it. But then the, the next definition I saw, it blew my mind. It said, it's the power for performing miracles. Come on, people of God, you ought to be excited right there. We got power in us to perform miracles. Why are we not seeing it? Because we're not recognizing what's inside. We so impressed by the outside. It's a nice, pretty pencil. Got a nice, clean eraser. I don't want no clean eraser. You ain't never been through nothing. You ain't never had to erase and correct nothing. I want an old grinding down, whoa, out eraser. I need you to put a new eraser on top because you done ran out the eraser you came with. Because that way I know you done been through some things. I don't want no brand new pencil. I want you to sharpen down to about right here. Cause I know you done been through a fire. You done been through something. What am I saying? You know, you, you want somebody who, who understands. Yes, God. Yes. Who understands. They're not going to look at you in a certain way. Amen. Mm -hmm. Because we do all that what to eventually last right here is what? Leave your mark. Yes. Leave your mark. You got to be in God's hands. You got to be sharpened. You got to be willing to make the mistakes because you know God can correct them. Don't keep making the same ones, of course. But then also know what's inside of you because what's inside of you is meant to come out. Amen. That lead is, in, is meant to come out of the pencil. Why? So they can leave a mark. God wants what's inside of each and every one of you to come out. You might have already been writing and creating and making things great in, in life for God. But guess what? God said there's, there's more. There's more. We serve an infinite God with finite minds. So even if you think you done arrived, guess what? You just started. You just started. I don't care, I don't care how, how fantastic an artist is. A true artist is always looking for the next next way to develop his skill. Am I not right? A true artist. She don't think she's a ride. She can play, she can play better than the deaf and mostly probably everybody in here, because otherwise we already have a keyboard player, amen. But you get what I'm saying. You get what I'm saying. If she just sat down on her gift and, and didn't keep searching and saying, God, more. God more. See, we look at that as being greedy. Well, guess what? Yeah, I guess I'm greedy then, because I know there's more. We serve an infinite God. I've only touched the, the, the surface, the, the minutia of what he is. If I settle where I'm at. Amen? You Because you want to leave your mark on every surface you walk through, every place you go, leave a mark. You know, I always like to say that, that we're not supposed to be the thermometers. We don't tell the temperature. We're the thermostats. We set the temperature. When we walk into a bland situation, it's, it's, it's just a white piece of paper. We got to be the pencil and say, no, we need to write on this thing. There's some things that got to be changed in this thing. I don't like how it's going. And if we see it's messed up, we got to get the eraser called the grace of God. God, your grace is sufficient for me. Help me to help me get through this situation. Something ain't right about this thing. Like Pastor Paul did earlier, like something ain't right. Something done shifted. She pulled out the eraser called Christ and started speaking that thing. You got to prophesy over your own life. You ain't got to be a prophet to prophesy. Prophesying means what? Declaring the word of God. The word of God stands on its own. It don't need you to believe it for it to be true. Amen. All you got to do is speak it. Speak it until you do believe it. You ain't got to believe it when you first say it, but guess what? Just by mere fact of it coming out your mouth, it'll start doing something to that what's already inside of you. It'll stir it up like Paul said. Fan those flames. So now guess what? It'll start coming out up out of you like Christ said. Inside of you will be what? Rivers of flowing waters. It'll come out of you. Uh -huh. yeah. So that you can leave your mark. Yeah. It can leave your mark. That's what God wants you to do. You weren't called just to fit in. We, it's, it's time out for fitting in Christians. And everything, we, we put God in a box. We got to do it this way. You know, then this time we got to do this. Then we got to do this. And everything is in a box. Guess what, people? God came out the box. He was in the box in the Old Testament. He came out and said, well, I am Emmanuel, the God that dwells among you. Take me out the box. I'm not in the box. Y'all don't want to put me there, but I'm not walking around in the ark anymore. Amen? We got to have a meaningful purpose in our heart. Amen? Amen. 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 Now, you see that I had all these in orange. For a reason. Because, see, God's hand sharpened and corrected and inside in the mark. 
Why? Because at the end of the day, if God's hand is holding your life, it doesn't matter how much you've been sharpened or what mistakes had to be corrected because the inherent God power to perform miracles is inside you, helping you to leave a mark on the world. Amen. God's hand sharpened and corrected. Now, if you notice, God's hand is doing the sharpening. It might look like the enemy, but guess what? God is all, he's there. His hand is his hand is guiding you through the he'll know when to pull you out. He'll know when you done had enough. Amen. And then he he's doing the correcting. Why? Because he wants you to see what's inside of you so that you yes, can do God. what? Yes, God. Leave a mark. Amen. 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 Father God, we thank you today and we just bless your name. We give you the honor and the, and the grace and the glory, Father God. We thank you today that you are that, that you have us in your hand, Father God. And Father God, we just say, use us today. Use us, Father God. We thank you for being a God that has erased our mistakes. That will correct even the ones that we're going to make. And God, we thank you that what you put inside of us, that you loved us so much that you said, I'm going to give them a part of me. I'm going to give them my power. I'm going to give them my love. I'm going to give them my sound mind. Why? Because I want them to make a mark in this world. I want them to change their circumstance. I want them to change their situation. And even more importantly, I want them to change others' circumstances and situations. Because how many know that God didn't send you here for you? You were sent here for somebody else. You're a gift to somebody else's life, but you'll never be, be that if you don't allow yourself to go through the process. Get in God's hands. See, if there's anybody in the house today that has never received Christ in the fullness of what we talked about today, then, then come, to the, come to the altar and get in God's hands. And even if you did before, but you now find yourself every once in a while in a two-finger grip, then come to the altar and say, God, I just want to come before you as a state as a statement that I'm coming back fully into your hand. God, take a firm grip on me. God, just hold me so that you can use me however you want to. Wherever you want me to put the mark, I'll put it, Father God. However, however the enemy sharpens me, Father, I know as long as you with me, you have not, you won't forsake me, Father God, then, 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 then I, I, I'm willing to go through. You God, I live, and for you God, I die. See, that can't be a cliche because that means not dying always the physical death, but meaning dying the death of flesh. Meaning there's just some things I'm gonna give up because I love God too much. I'm gonna stop doing because I love God too much. I'm gonna stop saying because I love God too much. I'm gonna stop thinking because I love God too much. It's a personal thing. I'm not doing this for everybody else. Like I used to tell my wife when we first got married, and I'm like, you know, she knew my past, and I'm like, you ain't got to worry about me cheating on you because I love God too much. It ain't even about you. It's something I don't want to mess up with him. You just going to get the benefit of that. You understand what I'm saying? It's, 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 you, you, you got to understand that God has something inside of each and every one of us. And, and I, just, I just pray that it comes out even the greater. People of God, we got work to do. I'm, 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 God has me on this vein because of, we have work to do. We have work to do in, in this community, in our community, in this world. We got work to do. I'm talking about in this has it's coming out of heat. We, we God doesn't call the church together for, for just willy-nilly so we can come on Sunday. He he's equipping for a reason. Because there's stuff that he can, can do that no other church can do. I don't care what side, I don't care how many people, I don't care who the pastor is, who the praise thing. They can't do what we can. Because God has commissioned and ordained specific work. And it has to come out of the inside of each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. So there's anybody.
who just needs prayer, then you come forward. But we just bless God today. We bless God today. You should bless him. That we have a God that is that is willing to put us in his hands. Thank you, God. He just dropped this in my spirit. Even though this is a brand was a brand new pencil, but how many know that God don't always find us brand new? Sometimes he finds us his own ragged pencil, you know, done slid up under the desk in the back of the room somewhere, all dusty. But God will do what he'll pick us up and say, they still got some use. It's still something on the inside of them. All that, what they went through, they don't even realize what they really are. So even if you ain't brand new, even if you feel like you might have passed your prime, God still, what, has use for you. I hear my wife saying, break it. I'm following. Even if you're broken, you can still be used. Guess what? Actually, when you're broken, <laughs> no, you ain't seen what God is showing you. I ain't finishing up because we've up, but we can be sharp on both sides. <laughs> we can be doubling you, double for your trouble. <laughs> Y'all right. don't get this, boy. I just, yeah. Come on, people yeah. of God. Double for your trouble. You might have been broke, but God say, guess what? You just getting double for your trouble. And then, so I hear somebody out there already saying, well, what about the eraser? They, they sell them little ones that you can buy on the side. Right, Y'all <laughs> know them little, them little, the little, uh, the little rubber ones? Get that on the side. God said, I always got you. I always got you. Woo! Good God Almighty. If you ain't happy about that, I don't know what's going to make you happy. I know I preach better than y'all looking. I don't care. I'll receive it, God. Thank you, God. I thank you, God. Bless your name, God, that no matter how broken, no matter how busted and disgusted, that you can use me. And every once in a while, you give me double for my trouble. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. So that's how the Holy Spirit works. Amen. My baby back there helping with the message. Amen. Amen. Come on up here, baby. Close us on out then. Amen. Amen.